Okay, welcome to We Like Having Fun, an OHL Office Hours Live recap podcast. This is the first episode. I am Michael Carlo. I am joined by Carl Cort... Fuck. <laughs> I had some energy going, too. Yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. My, my, mic is ne- my mic has never fucking fallen before. That's funny. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, okay. Welcome to We Like Having Fun, an Office Hours Live Recop... <laughs> an Office Hours Live Recop podcast. Uh, I, my name is Michael Carlo. I am uh, joined by my co-host, Carl Cortez. Uh, this is our first episode. Carl, how you doing today? What's going on? Doing peachy. It is windy in Philadelphia, and it is also sunny, but that's not the show we're talking about, but doing well. How are you, Mike? I'm good. I'm good over here. I am in uh, a suburb of Buffalo, New York called Wheatfield, and it is a gloomy, cloudy day today, but the weather is uh, warmed up a little bit. It was very cold the last couple weeks, so we're happy to get a little warmth in our lives. So we're just going to jump right into the recap of last week's episode, which was the first episode back after the WOHL episode. Um, was there anything you wanted to, uh, mention about that one before we even get in? Like, how did you feel about that? Did you, were you a big fan? Were you laughing? I thought that every person on the office hours squad had a fitting role to them. Uh, what really resonated with me was the shovel. Doug really crushed it on stuff he was getting rid of and trying to shovel. Um, I thought that the drops on that were great. Whoever does the voice acting for them really crushed it. Um, even the pranks that they did on the side, I've found pretty funny. And I had a, a strong feeling that that wasn't really, um, how they felt about those particular topics. It was just a big gag on just kind of corny, uh, wake up shows. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely a parody of that. And I agree. I, th- I thought that the one, um, bit that could be something that maybe survived into the real show was the, the Doug shoveling his shit, um, segment where he, kind of went off about, you know, harassing women in the street and them wearing masks. And now he can't tell if they're smiling and he can't tell them to smile. That whole little bit, just giving Doug like a little moment to be like, Doug, give us your weekly kind of insight, whether whether it's in character or it's just something clever that Doug thought of. I thought that was something. Oh, okay, that could maybe make it into the real show. Yeah. The rest of it was a little bit, a little bit nuts. My honest opinion was that Tim was not like him in that persona is not mean enough. You know, he's like too, his energy is too positive, which maybe takes away from some of the fun of office hours when he's pretty, you know, his patience is running thin a lot of the time. And yeah, you know, he's just a little more quick to snap at people. That's kind of some of the fun where just the very positive uh, morning show guys, maybe not the most appropriate thing all the time, but it was very funny and it was a super funny success, something they can get to. And yeah, the voice acting guy they hired was, was excellent. Um, And he's, he's the guy that, you know, when Doug tours, he has those drops uh, during his shows in the mix and all that. Um, So this episode started off with a immediate tech problem, right at one Oh one on East coast time, 10 Oh one West coast. Uh, it came live and then it failed and then you know there was some scrambling um 
we saw a little live desktop work from from maybe Matt, the producer. I'm not sure, but I saw some people clicking around. Then it said it was going to start at uh, 10:30, and then it at that 10:10 it came up and. Okay, Tim seemed fired up. It seemed they were maybe a little bit uh, annoyed with that start to the show, but um, that kind of maybe helped with some of the energy too. It seemed like Tim was maybe a little pissed off or something, so he, he you know, he's really fired up. And um, they they took off. They were talking about how there there were tremendous tech problems with uh, with YouTube and stuff. And then then told us uh, quickly got into how it was the fourth anniversary of. Office hours, which that's pretty crazy to think about. Have you have you listened back from the beginning, Carl? When, when did you start getting into Office Hours, the podcast? I forget the exact month. Uh, it was probably towards summer of last year, so I've probably been listening for a year or so. Originally, it was just me listening to the YouTubes, I think a week after they released or so. Um, I think... I think one of the first few bits or episodes I saw was with Fred Armisen um, with the Brick by Brick music. Um, and I've been watching Tim and Eric okay. for quite some time, too. So this podcast yeah. just seemed like a nice additional thing to run on. Um, what really yeah. interested me was how awkward Tim sounded with his first Facebook Live that he brought back. Um, that's cool that he held on to that and was able to yeah. give us a bit of that because... I, I'm, I'm not on Facebook, but if I had to go back, it'd be cool um, to rewatch everything that he did there, see how the show has grown. Yeah, I, I listened from the beginning. I, I'm not going to say that I've heard every single episode, but I did, when I learned that Tim was going to have a podcast, I was like, oh, that's great. That's going to be so fun. And it's definitely grown into something way more uh, insane over the years. And I, I'm surprised it's been four years already. That's crazy. But thinking back to those first shows and even him playing that clip, um, it's, yeah, to where it's gone now with, uh, you know, the insanity that ensues every week. Uh, it's pretty cool. And I thought it was cool that, you know what, four years later, we're starting our first episode of this recap podcast on the anniversary of them starting there. There's a little synchronization there that I thought was good. And um, Doug played cricket drops during that, and I could hear cricket drops happening right now over us talking about this. Um, <laughs> uh, and Tim takes a little crack at skateboarding because um, they're talking about how Jason Dill's going to be on this show, and he talks about how you know these kids go to juvie. And, uh, I think it's funny how, like, throughout, I mean, I've watched Tim and Eric and the skating bits that he has in there, like, pretty funny because it's not like a direct jab of like i don't know mainstream skating a or b but uh i noticed in the saturday letter that he sent out he would i I don't know if he was trying to just name the 900 as a skateboard move but he said something about padding up eventually with jason dill and hopefully getting a chance to do a 90 Uh um so i just think it's funny that skating's been intertwined into their comedy for years but he still like doesn't know it and i don't think he really cares and hasn't asked doug too much about it and pronounces stuff wrong like yeah. half pike saying dog has a half pike in his backyard i thought that was great yeah half um, pike was very that yeah was very and then it hit into after. the third i think it's the third time that al pacino called in so that was great i think those phone calls are hysterical whenever they happen yeah was that was that only the third time for al pacino 
I think so. I I, I know huh. there was like the very first one, and then I think he called on the hundredth episode, and then I think this was the other time that he called in. Yeah. So he said he was going to start the Pod Chino. Um, would you listen to the Pod Chino if it existed? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. No. Yeah. You know, Tim says it's going to be on Team Coco, and. Um, <laughs> That's where it's going to premiere. Um, the city of the day was Vista, California. And uh, uh, we got lots of Microsoft Vista drops from Doug during that. And that was sponsored by Vista Print, which was all very fun. Uh, solid city of the day. Um, we took a funny call I wanted to mention that was that was nice, where somebody came up and didn't have anything to say. And... Uh, Tim said, you know what, just carve an X in your head if you don't want to ask a question. So when I'm looking on the Zoom, I know not to select you. And uh, that's funny because people often, you know, I think they come on the Zoom or they call in and they finally do get in and they don't really have much to say or they have something very basic to kind of mention about how they like the show or, you know, what's your favorite, whatever. And... Um, I do appreciate Tim calling them out a little bit. Maybe maybe scare a few people away, shorten the lines a little bit for us that maybe want to get in and ask a question or have some thoughts. Uh, so that's very funny. Carve an X in your head. Um, I actually saw someone in, in the Zoom actually did that. Or maybe it was in the after hours, but someone carved like a black <laughs> X under their forehead. I think it was some girl. Um, but yeah, good. it's funny that's how good. people come in and they just don't have anything to say. It's almost as if they should reserve that seat for someone else, you know, who has something to say. Yeah. Originally, yeah. the people that would call in, if we go back four years ago, it's like you wouldn't just call in and say, oh, I'm just, I don't have anything to say. I'm just giving you a call in. Well, actually, loads of people did, and they, they do. They just, they wait on hold all day just to kind of talk to their comedic idol, and then they, they get on the line and there's nothing to say. I'll say I've called in a couple times, and it's nerve-wracking when you, when you do get in because you're on hold and... You know, or you're waiting and suddenly it's just bang, you're on. And there's no, I think when you call other radio shows, sometimes there's a middle man that maybe like ushers you in and says, okay, buddy, you're going to be next. And, you know, there's some sort of, uh, you know, process where you're, there's a little bit of, okay, here we go. But, you know, this show classically jumps in and, you know, immediately is like, turn down your stream. And they're just kind of on you quick to, to have something to say, which always makes it fun. And, uh, you know, that's why you got to appreciate some people when they do when they're calm and they they have some well thought out things i'd say it's good to have like some notes or you know just to remember what you want to say i know that's what i've done um but moving forward we get to the flyovers uh bit where tim mentions the flyovers uh you know and does a rant about who cares about these planes and jets i loved uh doug's idea about the green dolphins have a swim under yeah that was a good uh pun on doug's part with the green dolphins the green dolphins i swim unders um yeah it was interesting hearing tim and his beef with this jim hansen claiming that the planes were hope and entertainment um i know that we had some flyover here recently and they're cool, but I feel as if that's so much money that could be going to something else. Like, I think uh, with this situation, I know that our the school district, the Philadelphia, told their students that if they don't have Wi-Fi, they should go to a parking lot to find Wi-Fi uh-huh. to do their schoolwork. Like, wow, we're gonna Philly's spend X tough, amount of dollars man. Jeez. on the planes that go over for five seconds, and honestly, is just nerve-wracking. 
Um, Mod on. You know, pick and choose how you use your money and what you think about that. But I thought that uh, Tim's points were interesting and in how he thought of it. Yeah, that's um, I actually I work in sports broadcast sometimes and there's a lot of flyovers at sporting events and for some reason they get certain people excited older people they hear that there's a bomber jet flying over and they're they're running outside with their cameras and shooting videos and i'm like what it's for one thing we have 30 cameras filming this plane flying over like in our production suite that you can just watch like you think you going out like I don't know. People are thrilled by loud sounds, and it's very ridiculous. And, I, yeah, I, I definitely agree that it's a waste. And it's pollution. There's just, just so much wrong with it. It's it's totally silly. Um, that leads us to uh, good old Jason Dill, who, you being a skater boy, you must have known a bit about Jason Dill, I assume. Is he a very famous skateboarder? I really don't know. Yeah, I'd say that this was one of the more interesting, um, if you want to call this an interview with, Jason Dill that I've seen. I've skated since the year 2000 and uh, pretty much Dill's built his repertoire off of skating a lot of East Coast spots and has been notorious as uh, kind of vocal with his thoughts and his opinions and how he sees skating and sees certain things, which sometimes has thrown him into a bad situation. Um, But he just did a talk in Arizona about photos he's taken and whatnot. so I think it's really interesting and great that he was on because he's really built this little uh, empire of his own with one of his brands, Fucking Awesome, which originally started as a clothing brand and now has uh, been evolved into this larger skateboard company where now there are sub-companies under this, what they call, they abbreviate it just for FA. Um, but yeah, Dill's been vocal for, I guess, when videos and YouTube really started to be a thing and you could be vocal on your opinions and thoughts. That's when his vocal um, notoriety kind of bloomed. So I thought that him meshing with Tim was really interesting to watch because it was almost as if Dill had very little to say and maybe he could have opened up and said, yeah, I run this company. I started this whenever, but I also don't think Dill's that kind of person to just say, yeah, it's about me. It's my company, whatever. But uh, You could tell he was trying to tango a little bit. I mean, he did come on and say he was nervous but you could tell that he did want to get some some goofs and gags in there. So he, he does like kind of comedy skate stuff, you're saying, on, on YouTube and, and things like that? Is that his deal or that his deal? Uh, not so much comedy skate stuff, but um, just has a, an opinion about the way things are done or the way people hold themselves in skating. And it's one of those things where if you skate, you understand, like, how small little things can have a lot to say about it, like the way someone pushes or the way someone dresses and it could be just one accessory that they have that uh kind of sets it off so it's not mm-hmm. so much that he does funny skating like the skating he's done has been i think really well respected by everybody and everyone knows that name and knows what he's built um but he's just always been uh at least when you saw more videos of him he was always vocal about his thoughts on things which um, yeah he got a little worked up at one point and um, a little aggressive and it's like, I'm not Tony. I'm not, you know, you should have booked Tony Hawk or something. You know what I mean? Like he, he took a little offense or something, but I feel like skaters in general kind of have this sort of cult presence. That's maybe similar to the worlds that the Tim and Eric worlds and, and this office hours world, you know, there, there is some connection there. Like skaters are kind of like 
not everybody gets it and you either get it or you don't kind of a thing. Um, and classically, you know, like with Jackass and just everything, they, they do tend to, ha- I think that skaters oftentimes do have good senses of humor and, you know, are down to kind of get nuts here and there. And you kind of have to be nuts to skate, right? You're, you're like, you're kind of nuts then, Carl, right? Uh, you have to acknowledge that you are going to go through X amount of injuries and deal with X amount of criticism. Uh, I mean, everyone starts skating for a different reason. If you started skating in the 2000s, I think that's a very different time in comparison to skating now, where it's almost culturally accepted, and now there are more places where like, it's suggested for you to go skate, whereas before they just didn't want you doing it at all. Um, so yeah, you kind of have to be a little insane, and I guess if we're talking about the Tim and Eric universe, it's not so much that you have to be insane to understand it, but it's a very bold thing um, when you say, yeah, I like this, like I like fake karaoke videos and I like the idea of promiscuous marriages, um, that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. We are frozen. We are totally frozen, but I can see a funny shot of Carl looking up with his face just, uh, you know, it's very... I feel as if when you're in that universe of Tim and Eric, you're probably in it for the long haul and you'll always have that level of respect or understanding for their approach, which uh, with skating, you kind of get that too. Okay. Once you're a skater, you're a skater for life. Uh, until you don't feel like doing it anymore or until you find something better to do. Yeah. It, it, it'll give you as much as you want from it if you stay with it, but if you don't want it, then... How good of a skater are you? Can you are you are we doing are we landing kick flips whenever we want kind of a guy or what? Yeah. So yeah. You, you you like compete or anything? I mean, are you no, no. No. It's just my friends and I. You go to the skate park? Uh whatever's around. I mean, Philadelphia has a really rich skate scene in the sense that the architecture downtown has been in skate videos for decades. Um gotcha. But with Philadelphia, there's such a variety as far as what you skate. And there's public rails you can slide on, is what you're saying. Uh, if, if you want to do that, you can. You don't have to. That's kind of the thing. It's whatever you want it to be. So if you just want to sit around and not do shit all day, or if you want to just go to a random curb in South Philly, uh, you can do whatever you want. Cool. Skating is cool. I, I tried ollieing as a boy in the grass. That's as far as I went. On my uh, Ray Barbier, Paul Peralta, if that oh, okay. sounds yeah, to you. Yeah, those names mean something, Ray Barbie and Paul Peralta. That's good. The skateboard was very cool. I liked the skateboard, um, but I didn't know how to use it. But it was, at the time, something you had to have as a skateboard. Okay, so moving on from skateboarding, we go to the next segment, which was the, uh, the Zoom seance. And um, I liked the echoey pickle drops in the background. This was a pre-planned bit, obviously. Um, and what did you think of that execution and where we ended up with that, with the Larry fine? Did you, uh, find that hilarious? Are you a big Stooges guy? Uh, you know, what were your thoughts there? I, uh, thought it was funny. I didn't expect it. Um, I knew they were going for something, but I did not expect it to go in that direction. I know that Stooge culture and everything that's in there has been a reoccurring thing for office hours. 
So it was cool that they took this further um, with Billy West being the voice of Larry Fine. And uh, there's a funny Mo story in there. Um, I thought that it was cool. They knew so much about Larry Fine's life and intertwined that. Um, the one part that resonated with me of this part uh, was Larry at one point says, the only word that matters to me is paycheck. Yeah, that was a good zinger there. Um, I thought that when he said, um, if I wasn't a stooge, I'd be driving a truck uh, full time. Um, and then Tim kept saying that he seemed a little dim. Um, and they, they kind of played into that. And he said he ate dog food. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was it was good. It wasn't, I don't think it was, you know, classic you know epic thing but it was it was a little low-key and i think there was some good bits in there Mm -hmm. um this whole yeah this whole episode seemed as if there was so much structure to it that they had very little wiggle room to move away to callers or random shenanigans that would come up in a normal episode do you like when that's the case when there's a little more pre-planned stuff and they have to kind of get through it or do you prefer the style of a couple things and a lot more calls and, and ability to kind of pivot and do what they want. I like the half and half because sometimes it just feels as if it's a scripted TV show. Like, all right, call and we'll be on for 10 minutes and then, all right, then this thing will happen and then that'll be 20 minutes. Um, sometimes the calls are really great, but then you get some people that call and don't have anything to say and yeah, you just let Tim unleash on them, which has its pluses, but... Um, I'm open for usually the hybrid of the two where half of it's like, all right, we have this structure. Um, and I know that when they take phone calls, they probably don't estimate how long a bit's going to happen for. Cause sometimes a bit comes out of nothing, but, uh, yeah, the structure here was fine. I mean, WOHL had structure for sure. And this had a, quite a bit of structure as well, but they still had those moments of random spontaneous yeah, so they took a couple calls after the Stooges bit, and one guy asked about WOHL and about the announcer, and, and that was, uh, you know, I was I was curious about that too. I mean, I I recognized the voice, and I guess I I guess it was clear that they paid somebody to say all those, you know, have all those announcements. Um, but it was funny how they kind of like they thought about, well, should we tell the guy's name or should we, you know, do it? Do I want him to steal my jokes or do I want him to get, you know, the love from the other work and you know that that was uh that was interesting then an irish guy called that claimed he had dope beats um which steve brokeman yeah steve steve brokeman and um he'd been shadow banned by bono um i did not check out steve brokeman on youtube or facebook or wherever he said he was big I, i made a note to and i didn't so sorry steve uh shout out Steve. let's say and uh he had said something about don't you guys like play people's things and tim was like you know i'm phasing that out <laughs> you know you, you can't just have a show where people are calling in and saying hey i made this or hey, i did this um but moving forward there we have robin cooper did you have any idea what was going on here when this started no but i think it was a plus like i i took away a little bit more from it because i was in the zoom so I was able to zoom in and see exactly what was on that uh, paper he had on the screen. Like, that's the main thing that resonated with me. Um, it, I knew it was naturally funny, but I thought the to buy list that he has in there was pretty good. Yeah, written sideways. Read us. What, what does it say on there? 
Yeah, you have to turn it sideways, which I, or you can either tilt your head or turn it sideways, but it was to buy six eggs, one X car battery, acid for dog, and then mushroom powder for something. I don't know what the rest <laughs> of it is because it got cut off, but um, this bit was funny. I liked how they referred to President Trump as President Blake and said he, was, he wasn't doing a very good job. Um, that was funny, but it's cool to have those random phone calls. Um, yeah, the name Michael Broccoli was funny. And then we did find out later that it was Robert Popper, which I didn't, I didn't know much about Robert Popper. Like the name wasn't like, oh, that's the guy from this. But once I had learned, you know, he was the guy on Look Around You. Friday Night Dinner is a little bit different. It's like a more modern style show. And it has, um, this one kid in it that I, what's his name? Simon, uh, Simon Bird. Yeah. Simon Bird. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in it and so that almost kind of tells you what type of humor it was but i only watched like the very first you know pilot episode and episode after that it was it's very charming and nice and there's like six or seasons of it so i'm assuming it it gets very good so i'm gonna watch it and um i definitely take any kind of recommendations from tim and the guys if they say something's great i usually check it out Mm -hmm. in tim's letter he had put those prank calls that that they did together and did you see that I did not. Um, so him and Robert Popper, I guess, must have gotten together. It's like 10 years ago or something. And there's some very silly prank calls. They call hotels and like just kind of mumble and say ridiculous things. And you could actually hear the voice of Robin Cooper in one of those prank calls where there's a guy that, you know, Tim plays a guy who has all these special needs and and Robin Cooper comes on and is talking about just they're using nonsense words like do you have a a a trask in the bathroom you know just like just weird shit like that and it kind of goes on and on um and the other one they did was they were like siamese twins and they did a whole prank call where they both spoke at the exact same time the exact same script and uh very funny it seems like they're having a heck of a time hanging together and making calls so that was nice to dive into their relationship a little bit more and find some funny stuff um uh, we had Holly with a Beatles pun. Uh, I like it when the Beatles puns come up. I think that there are tons that they've run through and there are still tons that are being produced. So I think that's always a good call or content piece if they can come up with a good pun. The puns are great. I- I'll take any one of them. When they were on that stretch, you know, maybe six months ago, or I, don't, I don't know how long ago it was now, where it was just like every week was like pun central. Uh, that was very, very fun time. And it's nice to, to revisit that. And you know that the guys love it. Um, so then we get into Tim talks about the Terrence K. Williams thing, mm-hmm. um, which was I I was somewhat familiar because I think I just saw on Tim's Twitter him interacting with the guy. But I wasn't I didn't go down the hole. I've had a chance to I have gone down the hole now. Have you, have you gone down that that well of terribleness? I didn't know a ton about Terrence. Uh, Terrence K. Williams, but I did a, another search uh, after hearing Tim talk about him. Um, he he believes what he believes. Fine. Cool. Um, I thought yeah. it was interesting how Tim just straight up calls him out and says it was a miss and can't let it go. Um, Doug has a good moment where he, I think they're talking about how Terrence is and Doug chimes in with like Robin Williams, like like, like how Robin Williams is kind of crazy. 
Uh huh. Uh, they. I did go back and watch the some of the deplorables. I kind of skimmed through it a bit just to see. So he made this show called Saturday Night Deplorables. I, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it was some sort of Saturday Night Live, you know, rip type thing. And holy shit, you know, Tim was talking about how he showed his mom, and it was just like barely. I mean, it's borderline watchable. I mean, it's just like it's put together so poorly, um, and I, I can't even fathom. You know, like the, just like things like the microphone not obviously not being in the right place, like just the sound was terrible, like simple things that you wouldn't even release something if you were making it so shoddy. And then the timing of the the jokes and the ideas was so weird and just not there. And, you know, somebody edited it and put it together and was like, all right, we're going to release this thing. And it was like, holy shit, this thing is brutal. Um and so on YouTube, it has 800 views, which kind of tells you, wow, nobody really gives a shit about this thing. Um, it's in that realm of viewage where it's less than a grand and not planning on going up much more. Yeah. So so our goal for this podcast is to try to get more than 800 listens at some point. That's that's my plan. OK, to beat this deplorables, uh, terrible fucking thing that's the standard um, that we're setting okay that's the standard we, we have to that. beat that yeah and we have to they had like way more dislikes than likes on a, on a youtube video which is the kind of thing that's almost impossible so, usually yeah i just view those things as funny like if so many people have disliked it thumbs down it like like it's great that it almost stays there it's like a work of art like that's so tough to get on so some videos yeah. I, the other thing I want to mention is they brought up that like, oh, it's like in the Daily Show, this guy's humor is just like they play a clip and he's like, what? And oh, just yeah. like makes a face, uh, you know? I made a note of that, that too. Was, just like yeah. they play the clip of someone, you know, doing whatever and say, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> I think that is so fucking cheap. And I actually, I know a lot of people love, you know, that like John Oliver and things like that. I'm not. I think John Oliver takes that same idea just and amps it up even more where he plays a clip and he's like, he just yells at the camera, just like wide eyed and can you fucking believe that? With it? You know, like, he, but he basically, they just find clips of people saying ridiculous shit and then react to it. And it's like, is this, is this, what is this? What am I getting out of this? Is that, that, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I, I was interested. I was happy to hear them bring that up because that is the laziest kind of shit. Yeah, especially the really okay because I think sometimes they're just like trying to think what the majority is going to think, and sometimes people don't know what to think. Mm-hmm. So when a host or whoever just hits them with the really like okay, it uh-huh. it's going to hit home for people if it's a video that they really just can't even comprehend. But uh, I thought it was cool that they brought that up. I thought it was funny. They mentioned at some point here, the Tim was checked out Jimmy Kimmel's Twitter and he was like, Oh shit, I thought we got it bad or I got it bad. But, uh, Jimmy Kimmel just gets hammered by so many people on there. I think that's, that's funny that these guys have to, to deal with shit. Um, I, I noticed that there was a Shabbat Shalom, uh, from episode, I forget exactly which episode, but it was Robert Davi. Um, I think that there was a drop specifically for Shabbat Shalom that came in at a really good time, so that was funny. There's a bird banging against a window in here, so I just need like one second. <laughs> yeah, sure. Get out of here, bird! So yeah, moving forward, they took a couple calls. One was from a painter guy. Uh, very quickly, 
Tim said, we have to make money off of your paintings, Charles, which I thought was very strange and funny. Um, a guy called in fr and said they were label mates with Tim, and he said he was in the band Nap Eyes, which I'd heard of before. And uh, um, Tim said, uh, we'll listen to your music every night. And then <laughs> the guy asked for a book recommendation, which, you know, I just think that that kind of question is usually not the right way to go. But they did they did entertain that and led us to um, an author named Nicholson Baker, who I hadn't heard of before. Nicholson Baker. Have you ever heard of him? No, but I, I wrote down that the book recommended was The Mezzanine. Um What's Mr. Baker like? I went and looked up the Wikipedia of him. It says, his fiction generally de-emphasizes narrative in favor of careful description and characterization. His early novels, such as The Mezzanine and Room Temperature, were distinguished by their minute inspection of his characters and narrator's stream of consciousness. Out of a total of ten fiction books, he also wrote three erotic novels, Vox, The Fermata, and House of Holes. So... I thought that was interesting. Um, House of Holes. Uh, uh, I, I, it's it's intriguing. Those those sentences. I was like, oh, okay. And this is a thing that those guys really love. And he writes erotic novels. That's that's usually not the uh, the case with and, certain yeah, it's authors. It's an interesting uh, mm. maybe passion project. Yeah, a little side passion pro, little House of Holes passion project. Then we have a little jam session. Some guy called in. Um, yeah, the basketball jam. That that was uh, pretty good music uh sporadicness i like seeing vic you could see him like picking up his little you know effect pedal sort of thing uh which you don't really they really were getting into it and uh you know tim's lyrics about i like to play with basketballs uh got really out and i think they do a really good job of like knowing when that has you know reached its course and just getting out of it tim's like all right enough you know what i mean like it's uh yeah then we rolled into Tim's new voice um, as he was about to um, introduce Jenny Lewis. Um, I thought it was a nice moment. He said it's like rock and roll Gary's uh, kind of more straight-laced buddy, a little higher-pitched voice, um, and they named him Jennifer, which uh, was <laughs> bizarre. Uh, they yeah. talked about Pink Floyd a little bit. Sounds like a name that's pending. Maybe they'll change it. Yeah, yeah. Could have been because Jenny Lewis was coming up. I don't, there's a little connection yeah. there, but yeah. I think that made it funny for me hearing, I'm Jennifer and this is Jenny Lewis. Um, so then the Jenny Lewis bit, which is what how we finished the show, um, she looked cool. Uh, she's got a nice green guitar. You know, it was nice to hear about their how they kind of came together and the, how that kind of started from a, you know, sort of a pun on, a, you know, Jerry Lewis telethon. Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting that she said, nobody wants to FaceTime anymore. People are just yeah. it. like, <laughs> that's one of the things I think along with, uh, I was thinking the other day when people post that their dog is their coworker because they're working from yeah. home. That's like another thing that's just like, kind of done like facetiming's done the sporadic phone yeah. calls to check in are done yeah i thought it was interesting she brought that up everybody's used to it now i think the live streaming concerts are kind of i mean they're still happening but i think people just don't give as much of a shit about them even jenny lewis herself was was doing those concerts and yeah like what's going to be the next experience uh yeah no one wants to return her phone calls that's uh that's sad yeah, you know, I felt bad. That, uh, but um, 
Um, but then we had some major tech issues, and then eventually she did get the song going. Um, and uh, the song was called... Acid Tongue, I think. Yeah, Acid Tongue. It wasn't yeah, Black acid. Sand. I'm trying to think of my Jenny Lewis. Uh, yeah, are you a Jenny like Lewis yeah. guy? It's been a few years since I really dived in. Um, I know that she was in Rilo Kiley, and that's another group that I haven't gone too far back into. But, you know, I think everyone's heard one of her songs or Rilo Kiley's songs, and it sounds familiar. Um, yeah. But it's been a bit since I've really jumped back in head on. Yeah, Jenny Lewis is great. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I think it's been cool that... Uh, I, it's just a kind of a random connection that Tim has. Cause I'm assuming Tim's the front runner of like, oh, I'm gonna call her up and have her on. Yeah, it's cool how Tim has, uh, you know, has these interesting relationships with these indie rockers. Um, that there's a, a mutual respect, and um, so we able to we're able to get to hear from them. A lot of times they're just like fans of his, and that's how it starts. But yeah, that's very cool. I, I like that, and the whole musical kind of aspect to the show is is very nice um but yeah we ended on some technical difficulties again which um couldn't have made it easy on the guys and uh i noted that vic was low all day and um yeah vic was pretty silent the whole day up until the end i, I think, think that was just it might have been tech issues um I thought there was going to be a wait for, for after hours, but it turns out there was just, they just did it on zoom, which I eventually got into the zoom. I think when I got in, they were talking about Neil Young. Um, I, w- I was in for a bit and then I chimed out, but I think they were saying how Neil Young's really blown up, like in some people's eyes of like just being this big, almost icon of sorts. And they don't really know where it's streaming from i'm one of those guys i'm a big neil young fan i've seen him live a couple times i think he's pretty incredible and has written some of the most classic songs but i can totally understand where, where somebody's could be like eh, you know but you know to each um there was a question about tim's favorite music film when she responded annie which was very funny um tim brought up wes anderson which he's been beefing with wes anderson for the last <laughs> few weeks since Wes Anderson wrote that letter to the Criterion uh, channel, um, which I think Tim's being too hard on Wes Anderson. That, that's my personal opinion. And he's actually he's actually pulled back a little bit and has mentioned the last couple weeks that there's been little mentions where like, ah, now I'm Wes Anderson because he's, he's recommending Criterion movies and, and such. And uh, yeah, come on, give, give Wes Anderson a break. Tim, you know, he's just trying to, you know, kill some time yeah, like the rest of us. We're all just trying to just, see uh, the next movie that holds our interest. Come on. Yeah. 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 But, uh, so that's fun that he's turned around on, on Wes. Um, then we introduced the guy who, uh, the guy who did the Al Pacino voice, Chris Bagnall. Um, that was a funny bit. He just did Goodfellas lines for a while, which was very funny. And they, they added yeah, that into a little are bit. Funny. Uh, Chris Bagnell. Yeah, Chris Bagnell. He's the type of guy we, you know, that we could maybe get on a show like this. That's what I was thinking. Like, okay, yeah, one of the guys that does the voices on the show. Maybe he'd come in and talk to us. Who knows? Yeah, it'd be cool. To see how he came into that whole universe. Where he came from. It sounds. Like, it seems like they're just personal buds. Um, somebody called and asked him to sing something from Puddle of Mud and. That was yeah, fucking I think ridiculous. The yeah, that, that was a strange thing a to ask, it. but they had said Tim's going to shit his pants. That was funny. That would be a puddle of mud in his pants. And then they did the 
old fogey bit, and uh, that was what Doug called the best bits come in after hours because they were getting such a kick out of a normal fogey and a, not just an old fogey and little fogey. Uh, that was funny. Um, and I agree. Sometimes when they loosen up afterwards, you can get some of that more classic material that, uh, you know, pre, you know, not planned and just some of that stuff does just come out. So that's why after hours is worth it for everybody. Um, yeah. If you're not already a member, go to the Patreon, give them your money. So this is, they're going to have an off week and they just, you know, they just, what do you think they're, they said they're going to make a lot of changes. Do you know, what do you think they might be doing? Fixing up the studio a bit? I was watching this past week and I know I really like the lighting and I know that Tim's camera has changed. Um, I think Yeah. from when it was just like his left side and he, I think they had the keyboard in the back and then they moved it right in front of him to the right or his right. Uh Um, I'm curious what else they would change. I mean, they definitely saw the tech difficulties twice in this episode at the very beginning. And then when Jenny Lewis was about to go on, um, yeah. I'm curious exactly what they're going to change up, but I trust what they're doing, and the producer, Matt, knows what he's doing, so um excited for them to come back when that happens. Yeah, I um, I think they've mentioned, Tim mentioned that he was putting together some Ikea furniture, so, and he's, he mentioned that he was able to do it perfectly, uh, Ikea perfection, um, so, uh, yeah, we all, we all know that unboxing that shit, there's, you know... Uh, there's always that chance of putting on that leg backwards and having to fucking take it all apart, which can be brutal. So we're proud of Tim for putting his desk or whatever he was putting together together well. Um, and I think that's probably the wrap up there. Um, yeah. Uh, the squirrel reports being moved to its own Instagram for Doug and Dill submitted a squirrel report as well. Yep. Um, the squirrel report. The squirrel report was kind of a dis squirrel report because I think he was saying that Doug's squirrel report didn't have a squirrel in it, so Dill was kind of yeah. showing off by having his squirrel report just perfect shot of a squirrel eating a nut. Uh, but Doug has gotten back and put out some bird feed and has had plenty of squirrel action and has actually expanded it. Now he's going shopping, and it's it's turning into a, a bigger world out there. So that's a that's another thing that if you're a follower of of, of Doug of Doug on Patreon, you can get on his private Instagram, the Squirrel Report private Instagram, which is very fun, a lot more content, which we can talk about here. Um, I wanted to note that you know Fred Willard passed away, and that that's that's a bummer. Um, I know that the um, Christopher Guest movies uh have always been mentioned by tim as a something that he admires and as a inspiration to him and um i love those movies and fred willard's hilarious i went back and watched some clips uh because they've been floating around uh you know the mighty wind stuff and just the best in show i mean i'm not as i don't know fred willard's whole history i'm kind of just most familiar with him from that stuff but um damn his shit was very funny and then there was a clip of christopher guest kind of of gushing over him on charlie rose talking about him for 10 minutes straight about how great he was so that's sad he was very old um but man he could really bring it all the way up until you know late in life so that's a bummer and he had uh was he just in that one trough Tim and Eric clip. I know he's done Anchorman and other movies, but I'm just thinking in the Tim and Eric universe. 
he did the Mancierge, um, which they they reposted. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that's he did a the Mancierge, Denver, Colorado. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he and he's asking. And yeah, he's asking the other. Yeah, he's asking the other guy. At one point, he has <laughs> real thick glasses up here. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think that he might say he can't find his glasses. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was good. That's, a, um, yeah, that's nice that they were able to work with him. Um, mm-hmm. And then for this, for the final thing, I want to just ask you, Carl, a couple questions. I think that it's good for us to get to know each other and just figure this out. For those listening, we we just met last week online. We I posted. I said I wanted to start this thing. Carl was like, "Yeah, let's do it," but we haven't really yeah. had much time to get to know each other at all so i thought i could just ask carl a couple questions on the spot um first of all uh the name of the podcast we like having fun do you like that name carl i didn't really ask you if you did but i just kind of made a background and started going with it so what do you think yeah yeah it's It's fine i'm into (laughs) it we like having fun we like to laugh uh we could have wrote we like to laugh. Yeah, but, uh, listen, I thought about that. I thought about yeah. I like having fun. I like. I thought about all the different ways to do it, and I came up with we like having fun. I thought that at some point the abbreviation WLHF was kind of smooth if you wanted to, you know, get there or if we wanted to talk about it quickly uh, on mm-hmm. next week's WLHF. That's like you can kind of slide that in. Um, and then uh, I thought Mike and Carl kind of had a decent ring to it. Like I, I don't want to say we're going to be the next – Bob and David or Tim and Eric or Doug and Bob McKenzie, but Mike and Carl sounds all right. Like you, you have any opinion on that? Mike and Carl. It's like you could have had two worse names and the, the one syllable, yeah. two syllable Both works. Four letters. Yeah. Do they? All right. Wait, you got two vowels. I've got one. Yeah, but you got two syllables. So that's good. I think the, uh, I think the one yeah. syllable, two syllable combo is just a classic for, for the, one, for the classic comedic dynamic duos through time. Um, the first time we talked, there was a weird moment where we were talking and it froze, and then it sounded like there was some weird background uh, video that came in that I don't want to say was porn, but it sounded like some dirty stuff. Like, I heard the word penis. I don't know what it was, and I really don't know where it came from. And the only there's only a few possibilities, and uh, one is one of our computers was playing some sort of video. Uh the other possibility is that we got like Zoom, you know, these like Zoom people that come into Zooms and, and play videos. Uh, mm-hmm. And either that or one of us is, is lying and knows. But I, I went to my browser. I, I couldn't find anything. And then it just went away. So that was, I thought that it was, was very strange. It was a vi- yeah. Truthfully, <laughs> one of the weirdest Zoom experiences I've ever had. Um, nothing was going on my part. Nobody hacked into my Wi-Fi. I didn't see anybody show up in the chat either. So. Yeah, let's just uh, hope it was a nice blessing that this is a good direction to go in with these uh, recap podcasts. Yeah, we haven't had okay, anything yeah. so far. So yeah, for those listening, we are looking. Look, or we are looking. We're looking for maybe more people to get involved if they're interested. I, I would love a, a female voice uh, to hear. You know what they young what their old. opinions are about. The, yeah, yeah, young, old. As long as your Wi-Fi is good and you're into this universe called OHL, come on down. We would love to hear some more people. I think we're going to maybe take this live at some point. We're going to see how this all went. I thought Tim's song for his wife uh, was very sweet. Did you listen to that song? It was the Oh Yoko. 
it was similar. he said it wasn't he said but it wasn't he quite mentions a, it as, oh, yeah, yeah he said it, but the night he said it wasn't now, it's been sitting in my gmail i haven't gotten to it yet though you didn't know you didn't listen to it it's very it's no. very funny uh because he mentions <laughs> them having a one night stand and then basically you know he like very just goes through the <laughs> facts of, of how they met and uh, i think it's great that tim puts that stuff out there you know he's not too humble to to just share his very very personal life with his fans i think that's very cool so yeah that's a good place to end for now um there is a small uh doug pound interview on the fancy lab podcast is a small skateboard brand out of boston they did a doug pound interview um that we'll try and link wherever we're gonna post this fantastic all right carl anything else you got no, this was fun, Mike. So let's keep this momentum going. Yeah, man. Till next week, guys. Uh, we'll see you next time. Take care. Take care, all. Safa, 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 Safa. high.